The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services updates its ACO REACH model. Oregon's governor signs a nurse-to-patient staffing ratio bill into law, and new data show that private equity healthcare deals slowed amid higher interest rates. It's Thursday, August 17th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services revealed a number of upcoming changes to its ACO REACH program earlier this week in an effort to encourage more participation in the alternative value-based care payment model. The Accountable Care Organization Realizing Equity, Access, and Community Health Program, or ACO REACH, was first implemented by the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation in January and replaced the global and professional direct contracting model. The latter model was discontinued after progressive Democrats raised concerns about whether the growing presence of Medicare Advantage insurers and private equity-backed groups in the model might compromise patient care and access in the traditional Medicare program. Under the model, ACO REACH participants can choose between two risk-sharing options. The professional option offers capitation payments for primary care and sharing risk with CMS. Under this option, providers and the agency equally split losses or savings. Participating ACOs that choose the global option assume all of the risk. CMS said that the coordinated updates are designed to improve the model tests by increasing predictability for model participants participants, protecting against inappropriate risk score growth and maintaining consistency across CMS programs and CMMI models, as well as further advance health equity. Among the changes introduced this week, CMS eased fee-for-service beneficiary enrollee minimums for new ACOs to 4000 down from 5000 for next year and 2025. It's also reducing enrollment minimums for high-needs population ACOs from 1200 to 1000 for performance year 2025 and from 1400 to 1250 for the following performance year. ACOs are considered high-needs if they manage care for complex patients, including individuals with multiple chronic conditions or people who are duly eligible for Medicare and Medicaid. CMS is also implementing a 10% alignment buffer next year for ACOs so they can continue to participate in the model if their beneficiary count temporarily drops below the minimum. CMS also revised the health equity benchmark adjustment to include Medicare enrollees who live in areas identified under the state-based area deprivation index, as well as those who receive low-income subsidies. CMS will pay up to $30 per beneficiary per month to ACO REACH participants that serve the highest-need beneficiaries. CMS said that the changes to the program were made in response to stakeholder feedback, and they were applauded by the National Association of ACOs, which said in a statement that they believe these changes will satisfy concerns from stakeholders and stabilize future participation. The changes are set to go into effect in performance year 2024. There are currently 132 groups participating in the ACO REACH model.
Oregon has become the latest state to implement minimum nurse-to-patient staffing ratios for hospitals. Democratic Governor Tina Kotek signed House Bill 2697 into law on Tuesday. The bill's overall success was due in part to negotiations between the state's largest nursing union, the Oregon Nurses Association, and the Oregon Association of Hospitals and Health Systems. In the bill's early days, unsurprisingly, the two industry groups were at odds over the proposed legislation. However, they reached a compromise on the bill in exchange for the nursing union's political support of several of the hospital association's bills. This included one that would exempt hospitals and health systems from state regulations meant to limit the growth of health care costs to about 3 percent annually. That's according to Oregon Public Broadcasting. The legislation signed into law this week establishes the state's minimum registered nurse to patient staffing ratio. In the emergency department, it's limited to one to one for trauma and one to four for non-trauma. In the ICU, it's one RN to two patients. And for the intermediate care unit, it's one to three. For certified nurse assistants, the ratio is one CNA to seven patients during the day shift and one CNA to 11 patients during the night shift. The legislation also creates a series of financial penalties for hospitals who consistently violate the law. Within a four-year period, the first offense yields a warning with increasing civil financial penalties up to $5,000 after the fourth offense. Rulemaking for the law is set to begin on September 1st with ratios expected to take effect next June. Private equity healthcare deals dipped in the second quarter of 2023, according to a report released by PitchBook on Friday. There were an estimated 164 deals, either recorded or announced last quarter, the lowest level since 2020 during the same quarter. It's also less than half the deal count documented in the fourth quarter of 2021. The Q2 deal count represents a quarter-over-quarter decline of nearly 24%. The PitchBook report said the dip was unexpected. According to the report, the decline in deal activity can be partially attributed to higher federal interest rates that are putting pressure on heavily leveraged platforms that have to contend with growing debt service costs and impending maturity walls. The report found that this has led to a significant slowdown in add-on M&A by many of the largest PE-backed groups, especially in physician practice management roll-up categories like dental and vision. Though private equity healthcare deals dropped last quarter, they're still up from previous years. According to the report, the number of deals in Q2 were 12% higher than the quarterly averages in 2018 and 2019. Struggles facing PE-backed healthcare providers have made news in recent months. Three issuers, Dooley Health, formerly known as DuPage Medical Group, Aspen Dental, and Radiology Partners were downgraded in the second quarter of this year. And two KKR-backed groups, staffing firm Envision Healthcare and oncology provider Genesis Care, both filed for bankruptcy in the past few months.
This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The Gist Healthcare podcast is an independent production of Gist Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.